Hey everybody, Todd Mitchell here. Welcome back to Game Dev Breakdown. Tonight is our second weekly show, and during these second weekly shows, we'll be focused on podcasters, content creators, YouTubers, streamers, you name it, people on the playing side of gaming. I think that's good for us to uh, stay in touch with. So Matt Hill is a personal friend of mine, and we're kicking things off with him. He works on the OHC Play channel on YouTube, and uh, he's a very entertaining guy. So we have a lot of uh, good stories together. We'll try to keep the inside jokes out of it. And I, uh, I know you'll enjoy my chat with Matt. So here you go. Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Whoa, boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was within a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the cold world, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary. That arcade was my church. I thought I was You've already lost too much good stuff. <laughs> Conversationally. Um, so basically, we'll just bullshit for an hour uh i edit the hell out of this so don't worry about a thing cool and uh it's it's no lose unless i blue screen and we lose everything then well, it's lose would... lose <laughs> lose lose yes all, all around losing all right so uh are, you're working today right yes sir middle of a shift i love this yes tell the nice people what you do uh i work for a local school district here in belleville uh take care of basically anything that plugs in technology wise so if it plugs in it's us there's about Three and a half of us. Hopefully, we're getting ready to add a fourth. And nice. we have about 14 buildings, 200 and call it 40 teachers, and way too many kids to count. Yeah, that's why when I was in high school and there was a problem, it was like, okay, no problem. We'll put in a ticket and they'll fix it never. Yeah, I, I pretty well remember that the same. It's it's funny because the, the guy, I guess, that handled all the computers, at least for Sparta, where I'm from, he actually apparently knew my current boss at some point in time. But yeah, I anytime I mean technology what it was not what it was when like now when I was growing up through school, like for us to get one smart board in the library, we were like balling pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, but now it's it's so big and present, at least where we are in Belleville. Uh, I don't know what Sparta looks like. I should go back and visit someday if there's a teacher I'd like to see. Because I've been giving little talks to uh, kids about game development and stuff like that every great once in a while, I go into these classrooms, they've all got all this badass stuff, and it makes me think about being a kid. I talked about this with John last season once, but like I remember one time specifically, someone brought a smart board in, let us play with it for like a day, and then took it back. <laughs> Jeez, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as close as we got to technology in the classroom. Dreams crushed. Yeah, so... Anyway, I'm I'm glad to be grabbing you for an hour while you work. Happy to do so. <laughs> um, so you run the OHC Play channel on YouTube. Correct. That's something I helped start. Yes, sir. So since we're starting a, a weekly show for like streamers and YouTubers and friends of the show and repeat guests and stuff, just a fun night. Uh, I couldn't think of anybody else I would rather have uh, start this than yourself because <laughs> we, we've had a lot of fun doing the YouTube stuff together. I wish I had more time to do it. I think we all do, yeah. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. It's It's been nothing but a blast. I mean, even even when it was like it was kind of just me, you, and Jimmy rolling there for a bit at the beginning, getting things up and rolling, and it was like such an exciting time. Uh, YouTube did not have near as many restrictions that nobody still right. knows what they are. You just get banned left and right or music dropped or whatever, whatever the case may be, but... 
they didn't have near as many restrictions at that time and to get some subs and maybe make not that anybody's looking to quit a job over this but hey if you made i don't know 100 bucks here or something like that that would have been so overkill and wonderful but uh we never quite made it there before they started ditching all the yesteryear days of their way they did things so but yeah it was great me you jimmy doing all that um eric joined us for a while there even though we didn't have a cap system he was still able to edit and take everybody's stuff and good times all around for sure yeah and basically we had a, a group of friends uh we mostly operate out of a facebook group and we coordinate nights to play games and stuff and i think it's a thing that uh, most people wish they had like it's oh, yeah. really awesome to have that group of people who like if somebody's on you can play um i mean the consoles themselves are trying to emulate this with like xbox groups and stuff it's just great to know that like hey maybe somebody out of this i don't know 20 people uh will be playing this thing this night and i can go jump on with somebody but so to to add a youtube channel to that was awesome and it's a good point like we did it at a different time when youtube like it was a little easier to succeed on youtube oh absolutely several of us had done a little bit on youtube prior to that and so we thought you know at the time you could get on start a google adsense account uh put ads on whatever you wanted and with very few restrictions like you said you you could you know make some pocket change at least yeah at the very least you could hey let's let's all go out to like a dinner and just have fun or something you know let's go hit up the pizza hood buffet and do whatever we gotta do (laughs) And, and now it's like uh, you need what, ten thousand subs to oh even qualify for AdSense. Uh, I'm sure it's changed. The last I saw was was it was months ago, but it was like you had to have. Don't roast me in the comments, everybody. I think it was like a thousand subs, and you had to have like ten thousand concurrent watch minutes a month or something ridiculous oh, okay. like that. That was the big killer because people can fake subs all day long, but that ten thousand concurrent minutes is like whoa. Yeah, that's sort of a big deal. So like now we've just got this YouTube channel. We know it's uh, not going to, you know, it could get to that point where we qualified for something at some point, but I don't even know what we would do at that point. It's Uh, just mostly a labor of love and we have fun. And uh, I've noticed that a lot of the subs that that do uh, exist for the channel, they're pretty active. Like they watch the videos and comment on stuff and it's cool. It is true. We had we had a good... I'd say a good handful, probably a good three to six people regularly that we could interact with on Twitter every now and then. If you wanted, you could probably send them an invite and play whatever they were playing, maybe collaborate on something if you chose to do so. We hadn't really taken that opportunity yet. We were still, it was hard enough for all of us to get on one time a week to meet each other's schedules and play, but uh, the opportunity was for sure there and it probably still is. Yeah, I, I would say so. There's room to to expand on things and and whatever, but so... The content of OHC Play is basically just whatever we're playing and feel like putting up. Yeah, it's basically the way I treat it now. And I, I mean, I've always encouraged everybody to do this almost to my own detriment at sometimes. But uh, <laughs> like, hey, it's not you don't need it's it could be very helpful, but you don't need like a, to drop now fifteen to two thousand dollars on a PC now to record things. You can literally go buy something simple, Elgato, what have you, and you can be off and running if you have some type of basic computer in Elgato for what? I don't know. You can even use your probably laptop mic or something if you needed to for a couple, 200, 300 bucks. That seems semi-reasonable. Yes, that is still a lot of money, but not what it used to be. Right. And, and to sort of diverge for a moment, but, uh, this is one reason that I thought this would be a good idea to have a night, like a second, uh, weekly show where I talk to content creators because, 
uh, this is something that crosses over into game development for sure because people are responsible for capturing some of their own footage to to get the word out about their stuff, um, running their own YouTube channels, their own social media channels. The crossover is actually huge. And that's something I noticed while I was helping you guys get, get rolling and trying to make content for the YouTube channel. I thought, this is all the exact same stuff I'm doing when I'm promoting a game. Yeah, for sure. Something I, I thought about Xbox was... Uh, it occurred to me at one point, like you can upload a video clip to YouTube. So it could be configured that you would just capture stuff on the fly on Xbox. They've, they've upped their capture limit to like something crazy, like 15 minutes or something. Oh, that's good. So if you say you wanted to capture a whole game of rocket league, yeah, you could do that. You could trim it right there in, on the console. And you, I don't know. You might not have all the same quality of if you're doing it on, on a PC, but you could put stuff up directly from the Xbox and you could run a whole channel that way if you wanted to. Absolutely. You could. I mean, even if it was just your, Hey, I mean, that's what we do basically with YouTube channel. Now what it's kind of grown into is now we treat it as like a, or I encourage everybody to treat it just, Hey, this is going to be a library of whatever ridiculous shenanigans or fights we get into online or cool plays or just you know what whatever you want it to be something cool you found in a map you were uploading there for a while uh like it was one of the forzas you got inside of the train with that camera you were chasing that around you had a mad max thing something with water that was hilarious oh my god i hope that's still up because i'm gonna put that in the show notes (laughs) they were so good i mean just little little like oddities like that people eat that stuff up they usually get better views than if you're doing what you think something fancy or something good for whoever uploaded it, just like a online library of that. But yeah, it's, it's grown into that. I'm, I'm content with it. I'm at peace with it. I'm getting ready to have a kid. So that's what it's going to have to be for now anyway. So yeah, right. And an extra special shout out to you because your wife is with child. Yes. Uh, kind of like when you're getting on a plane and they give you the, the shit about like <laughs> <laughs> an extra special good morning to uh, those of us with our oh. frequent flyer card. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck me. OK, I get it. Well, while we're at extra specials, I do wish you a happy birthday, good sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, when we set this this up for today, I thought like, I think that's my birthday and I don't care either way. <laughs> I, I for sure like it's going to be it's a Tuesday for one thing. Yep. So we're not exactly out, you know, on the golf course or partying at the VFW hall or I, I don't know what people v- do on their birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> the VFW, man, I've had some classy experiences there. My, <laughs> I don't know if I even want to talk about this. My uh, bachelor party was at the VFW Hall in Collinsville. Really? And it was, act- and my wife was there. She was in on the whole thing. It was actually one of the most fun nights of my life. It was super cool. It always, see, so you never, in my experience, you never intend on going to the VFW, but somehow you always <laughs> end up at the VFW. That's exactly right. So, so yeah. that worked out and we had fun. And to get certain drinks, we had to go out of the meeting area and into the bar area. And people were kind of like, like it was such a tight knit group in there. When anyone <laughs> entered the room, it was like, who the hell is this? Who is this? We don't serve your kind here. <laughs> and so somebody who worked there was like, oh, they're cool. This is this guy's bachelor party. And then they were like buying me shots and stuff. Oh, I, that's awesome. They destroyed me that night, those old people. <laughs> and it was a great time. So Yeah. BFW. That could be a whole podcast in itself. Good grief. That's our extra special shout outs (laughs) segment. (laughs) I didn't know how this was going to go because when you and I start talking, I usually can't stop laughing. We it's laughing. And then like you start talking about one thing and the next thing, you know, we're either back in the past or like talking about random ideas or what's you never know. Yeah. These show notes will be a nightmare. Oh, yeah. So that's fine, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Rocket League, let's just start jumping around. Why sure. can't we get along with anybody on Rocket League? I have It's such I a mundane game. We don't. Okay, so I was thinking about this a little bit earlier. This this thought crosses my mind from time to time, anyway. But so. Anytime we play, we have a great Xbox Live party system. We can come in there and you don't have to listen to the people blaring music over their headset or listening to their child upset about something or talking to 10 different people or answering a phone call. Like the list goes on and on. So it's nice. You get in your little party. You get to talk to your guys. You don't get all the extra. And then the end. Back in the day, man, like Halo 2, though, like (laughs) – that was, in my opinion, the original Xbox Live. They stole the whole... You had your own separate friends list in the game. Who yeah. was on, your own little clans, your groups, whatever you were doing. But, like, you could get out there and you would, like, talk to people and, like, meet people. And it was semi-civil. Yeah. Forget about that now. I don't even want to know what an open lobby sounds like anymore. <laughs> I, I wouldn't use the word aggressive. It was, like, ambitious. I mean, they they were here to play and they were here to do well. So right. you could talk. Uh, some of the old Call of Duty games were like this, too, because yeah. uh, I feel like at some point there was something going on where both teams could chat or something. It's been a long time now. but Oh, it, you're thinking Call of Duty 4, there was a perk called oh, oh, Eavesdrop. Yeah. And if you were clo- like playing Search and Destroy or something, you were close enough to the enemy team. You could actually like hear their comms, and that was supposed to be a good thing. <laughs> Seldom did it ever pay off, but it was a thing. They yeah. figured it out immediately because you'd get, yeah. you know, within ten feet of somebody, and they're they're screaming things at you, you know, it's, yeah, which absolutely. is funny. It it hasn't entirely been solved because I put this on the list, but like we we would play Call of Duty like a year ago, and we would be capturing footage for the, <laughs> the YouTube and we would have people come find us on YouTube and argue with us about stuff that happened. Like <laughs> I can't remember the, the train map on uh, the last call of duty, but I would get up on that train and snipe off everybody in the map yeah. and people would come find us. I think it was like to make sure we weren't putting it on YouTube, but we did put it on YouTube and they oh, would absolutely. lose their freaking minds. <laughs> like, <laughs> One guy came to argue with me for someone else. He's like, my buddy was on that in that round, oh. and he he was so mad because you were slow scoping or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I'm Hard like, listen, scoping. man. Yeah, you, I remember. You, you need... made a WW2 video on this. That's right. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but you you should probably beat me first and then come right. argue with me if we're going to talk about one method of play over another. But that's that's a big discussion right now in gaming is like toxic communities and – I look at a lot of the stuff that people complain about now. I'm not excusing any any level of this, really. But, like, we dealt with so much worse oh my than, gosh. than the things that people are seeing and going, like, this is completely unacceptable. And I'm stopping and thinking, like, is it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm just used to used to the worst of the worst. I mean, I decided to play online, and that's what you expect. And well, yeah. if you look at Xbox's own guidelines on this to this day this was just a news story not too long ago they put up guidelines for what was like acceptable trash talk and it was <laughs> it was more than i expected it was like, i'd be interested in that one i'd have to read that i'm and th- i'm making more editing work for myself but i'm going to take a moment and pull this up so we can talk about absolutely let's it. hear Xbox this trash talk Guidelines. It comes up this in the suggested terms. Microsoft. This is a Business Insider article. Mm. I just talked to somebody at Business Insider. This is a an article that says Microsoft created guidelines for what's acceptable Xbox trash talk, and the suggestions are hilarious. 
It's hilarious to me this exists. I mean, oh my gosh. Acceptable me... trash talk. Like, is that because, I don't know if we want to dive into all the sensitivities everybody claims to have nowadays about words and privileges, etc. But, like... You can you can disagree with somebody and that can be a, you can you can be a Democrat or a Republican and still talk to somebody. You know what I mean? You don't have to be so silly. And my way is the only way or get on the highway, friend. I don't, it's silly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I just I just found it. This um, is good. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> it, it says, uh, know the difference between trash talk and harassment. So it's like <laughs> they're literally saying, go right up to the edge of harassment and then please stop. Only send three messages instead of five is what it's saying. A little trash talk is expected. Oh, it's an expected part of competitive multiplayer, blah, blah, blah. And it's got examples. Acceptable trash talk includes get destroyed. Can't believe <laughs> you thought you were on my level. That was some serious potato aim. Get wrecked. Potato aim. <laughs> potato aim. <laughs> I need the Urban Dictionary potato aim. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably something worse than they even realized. Only yeah. reason you went positive was you spent all game camping. Try again, kid. <laughs> I would be fucking mad if somebody said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this ought to be good. I, just for fun, for the channel, I, I suggest we do this. I suggest we get online and record... And start saying these lines to people and see if it doesn't oh, jump off immediately. I'm totally in. We need to make a list. I'll I'll review it. And then when next time we're in. <laughs> it's got examples of going too far also. One oh of them. <laughs> the potato aim. on This is hilarious. And we can tell everybody why. I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. Potato aim. The act of firing or aiming very horribly and almost too suckish to describe. Usually applies to FPS games like, wait for it, Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell oh, your Rainbow Six story. Okay, so I don't know what game was it. Um, was it? Was it? It had to be like a Halo, maybe. It was uh, Halo, Rocket League, Overwatch. One of one of the things I played. I think it was Overwatch. You said it might have been. So we were. Just, you know, I was probably casual. It wasn't even ranked because to get six people on and actually enjoy yourself is impossible. But to get people on and do that was a thing. So I was on just probably playing casual, probably learning a character. Could have been playing an old favorite. Who knows? But we won. And then a kid says, he sends me a message, says, you're trash, bro. 1v1 in Rainbow Six. I was like, uh, but we're playing Overwatch right now. I don't see how this applies to me, sir. <laughs> so, like, come play the thing that he's greatest at and he'll beat me. It's like, well, then go play that game and not this game. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was so weird. But that's something that, that I couldn't believe about Rocket League is, like, basically, you're, you mostly have the quick chat thing. Yeah, yeah. And people get obnoxious with that. I, I turned it off for a long time. This, this <laughs> might be why it seemed especially ridiculous to me, because I was like, this is a distraction. I don't want to hear the thing constantly yeah. when, they, when they do stuff. And the minute I turned it back on, we got in, like, five, six fights with people over, it was over the direct messages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we had one three versus three where we had three of our guys, and, I mean, there was just... No one was even playing by the end. It was just they Basically. were just typing ridiculous stuff to each other. <laughs> it was I mean, it was lighthearted though. We didn't we didn't get like 
obviously offensive or anything like that. But somehow we still get accused of being like white supremacist or racist <laughs> that, or something. That was the, <laughs> I hate this shit. That, that was the uh, best part was like you were typing the most random stuff you could think. Like, I can't even remember it. They were sentences that didn't make sense <laughs> and they were hilarious. And like you were sending people's typos back to them and stuff. And, uh, the next thing I know, somebody was like, uh, you're a racist asshole or something. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, uh, against cars? What? I don't yeah. know what the implication is. racing cars playing soccer, <laughs> friend. I did nothing. This is car soccer, and you have no indication of like who you are, where you're from. <laughs> right. There's no swastika toppers or logos on cars or anything. So, <laughs> like, good grief. Oh, man. So, uh Sure enough, I, I played a couple of 1v1s this morning while my uh, son was playing around, and we were just hanging out in the toy room together and having a nice time. I'm, I just had some birthday cookie cake, nice. and uh, I, I get on, and like two games in, somebody's like, you're garbage, you suck, and taking time to like type this with their controller, and I'm like, right. oh my god, where is the world headed? <laughs> you know, to say this, PC would have a huge advantage in the shit-talking game because oh my God, if yeah. they can just tap something and fire off a whole thing real quick as opposed to us, like, picking with the joystick, like, for <laughs> sure, match the race, there you go. Have if, at it. Right, if PC has anything going for it, it's, it's it would be the uh, keyboard for trash talk. It, it it never ceases to fail. Every now and then you'll get into a decent little rocket match where, you're, you know, somebody really worked and, like, really, like, outplayed your pants off, like, juked you or whatever, score on you yeah i'll send you like good shot for that but then like anytime they barely squeak a goal past you and like it was a really good save they just got a good bounce or whatever they're like oh what a save what a save what a save it's like okay <laughs> right calculated this. easy get good yeah <laughs> he kept sending i don't know i was playing one earlier it's he just ff I don't know what FF is. Friends forever. I don't know what that means. But like, I literally FF don't know. Over and over again, is he, he wasn't beating me that round. So like, I don't know if that's an insult of sorts. So if it is good for you, guy, you got me. I don't know. But FF. It's not Follow Friday. Follow Friday. Friends forever. <laughs> I got nothing. That's all I knew. So FF. He's beating. It was. I got. I got smacked. It was good. I. I had a couple good ones, and then it was like an eight to two game. And I was like, all right, FF. Sure, I'll look that up later. I don't even recommend looking at that Urban Dictionary page. <laughs> that's way too broad. <laughs> oh. So that's that's not for sensitive eyes. <laughs> yeah. Not safe for NSFW. There you go. Let's talk about something that makes us look even worse. Okay. And that is the... <laughs> Happy to. <laughs> Back in 2012. Now, So okay. this was like a year into... I think this was about a year after we started the Facebook group. Right. And we're playing games on multiple platforms and we're having all kinds of fun. And we start to notice that we're noticing some amazing screen names. Uh, oh, gamer, gamer tags on the Xbox and uh, <laughs> tags on the PC. So we started a list. And the list is now 53 names long. And it could be bigger by like another at least 40. No joke. Yeah, we have people like bring stuff up that doesn't get added all the time. But so this list is older than my child. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's lived through multiple presidential administrations oh, now. Boy. And we have 53 awesome names and I think it's time we went public with just a few. Uh, okay, let's let's bring them out. So for many years we've been <laughs> <laughs> been tracking. You said presidential elections for a moment, and surprisingly, no matter how you feel about it, I don't know that any of them have been like current sitting presidents. They've been like back in the day presidents. That's true. 
Now yeah, that I'm people will understand this because we have several. There are actually three different. I'm looking at them now. I picked out <laughs> my idea was I was going to pick out 10 of my favorite sure. uh, names from the list. And after nine, I realized I did not want to add one more that I was <laughs> willing to repeat on. The <laughs> yeah, we don't need that to come back and get you somewhere. It'll be a Borderlands fiasco all over. I realized if it was like half and half, that would be OK. But considering <laughs> we're only comfortable speaking about 20 percent of these, yeah. <laughs> it may say more about us. Than, than the people with the names. Because <laughs> well, they came up with yeah. one. <laughs> and we've got a list of over 50. Oh, man, it's great. And, and how they would... I mean, kudos for some of them, because some of them are like... All right, so for example, Slaberham Lincoln. Clever. It was one what? of the first ones we ever wrote down. I love yeah. that so much. It's and then, clever, it's not offensive in any way. It's just awesome. If memory serves correctly, this, this next one, Woodrow Kilson... I believe they were both in the same lobby with us on the opposite team. So, like, they had some little clever meeting when they made their names, and it was probably Call of Duty at the time. But, yeah, that's, like, those are – that's clever. That and may it, have been why we decided to create the list, because yeah. that may have been the night. Yeah, and then, I mean, the list goes on, and then you find some that are absolutely not clever in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so, like, it's Reptar, son. If memory serves, what, Reptar? That's that's Rugrats, yes? Reptar is the green cartoon dinosaur from Rugrats. Yes, yes. Uh, and when I saw it, I couldn't stop laughing. I was <laughs> delighted. We, we hadn't really had this resurgence of, like, old Nickelodeon popularity stuff oh, because people hadn't reached the age where they were like, you know, something I used to love but for me, Rugrats never went away. Just, oh, sure. just always cracked me up. Yeah, so Reptar absolutely. popping up in Call of Duty was awesome. Yeah, well, you, you had your little Rugrats mentioned the other night in a game, too. I don't even remember what happened, but it was Philip and Lillian. <laughs> <laughs> and you said it, and then Jay lost his bananas all over the place. It was it was hilarious. That's that's how deep I am into this. Uh, something came up, and there was a Lillian. And somebody's <laughs> like, Lillian? I can't believe this person's name is Lillian. And I'm like, where's <laughs> Philip? Philip and Lillian. <laughs> And uh, and Jay lost it. We oh, lost yeah. Jay. He was AFK it, for a minute. He's he's so hit and miss with some of the things that make him go too. Like sometimes it used to be, no, he used to make the elephant noise and it would get you every time. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Animal noises are a good one for me. I I I am an adult man with a child and a family and a job, and I get the giggles. I don't I, see a problem. <laughs> and it, it, the only thing is, it basically incapacitates me. I love it. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Uh, something that made me giggle a lot was another name on this list. My cat is trash. My cat is trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what are we? Uh, Centaur Midwife. <laughs> that was a new one. Centaur that, Midwife, I noticed in Rocket League just a couple of weeks ago. It was random for sure. Uh, and go ahead. That same night, we saw the next one Ravioli Smurf. Ravioli Smurf. I was just like, why? Why did how what's the story behind I want to reach out to every one of these people. Not like Slaberham Lincoln, like that's clever, but like there's oh, yeah. probably no story, but like what was going on? How high were you when you named your yourself Ravioli Smurf? Ravioli Smurf. So yeah, you would have to have something like that going on, or it has to like is there an inside joke? Because even the name makes me think that like it would be the worst inside joke of life. <laughs> has to be between you and your cat that is trash because nobody else thinks it's funny. 
<laughs> just like what happened here? Uh, uh, I guess we could go one more we notable uh, presidential name. We have twerk for JFK. Twerk for JFK. <laughs> like, like it's like an awareness campaign. <laughs> I, I kind of if we could track all of them down, I feel like they all should like join some game battles team and go fight people online because they might have a chance if they get the other team laughing hard enough. I, I picture this like like there's a 5K. Or something like we're raising awareness for, for like I don't know. Oh my elderly goodness! Arthritis. Twerk for JFK, everybody, oh. so, so we can find a cure. So I think we had the conversation yesteryear. Whenever we decided to make this list, it's like one of them things where back in the day, like oh seven ish, when you created your gamer tag, your Xbox Live gamer tag, you wanted something. Like there's always a story for everybody, and it means something to whoever. But like. You wanted something that was like new and different, but also like, I don't know, aggressive or like snide or I don't, I don't, just something that was like <laughs> really people would look at that and be like, oh man, he's got a good name. He's probably good, you know, in your right. 16 year old head or whatever you're thinking at the time. But then people, I swear, I would put money on it that the random generated Xbox tags they give you, people just leave them now. They don't care. They don't know that they can change them. Yeah, I've, I've sort of forgot about that. I think that probably leaves us with some of the things that we get. Uh, Yahoo used to have a password generator that did the same thing. It would just ram words together. I I remember some of the old passwords because those those weird word combinations are so memorable. Um, So, yeah, I think that's maybe where some of these come from. And if that's the case... Bring it on. I love I'm, it. I'm game. Let's Everyone go with should that. be required to use one. <laughs> you should have to, like, there should be a pro. <laughs> if you ever join the OHG clan, your probationary period is to use the Xbox Live Gamer tag <laughs> that is randomly generated. There you go. <laughs> That'll be your uh, your claim. We'll, we'll generate three for you and we, we'll vote on one. Oh. And, and you can run with that. The OHG clan tryouts. Everybody wanted to join if they only knew. I miss those days. I miss the <laughs> days where people were talking about clan tryouts. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, Message to all friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Offering up Microsoft points and stuff like that. Oh, it was it was the good old days before before something. esports. Yeah, before esports, before like people knew what that was and it was more uh, I don't know if I'd call it a household name. I guess if you're a child, I'm sure it is. Everybody knows what Fortnite is. We call it the F word at school because nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> oh, I mean, this this stuff is all encompassing now. It's absolutely oh, yeah. household. I mean, I think it's great. My kid is four and a half, and I'm sure he's he's run into kids who know what Fortnite is. I'm sure of it. Okay, so I can tag along to that one. So <clears throat> we were at a dinner for somebody's birthday on my wife's side. And the cousin of hers had a lady friend who had two kids. And one of them was probably like eight-ish. And the other one could not have been more than like three seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, he was a little developmentally delayed as well. But whatever. No big deal. Sure. But they were getting a little unruly. I mean, we were there for two hours. Good for them that they could behave that long. Oh, God, yeah. That's a long time. So little unruly closer to the end and he really liked mickey mouse and fortnite and the guy we were with is like hey what'd we say you got to be good otherwise no more fortnite and i was like three-year-olds playing fortnite Ooh. like are you kidding that seems just like that's asking for trouble that's a new one yeah mm. I'm, <clears throat> I'm an advocate for like 
kids having some screen time within reason. I always did everything growing up within reason. Everything right. good, rated, but like three? <laughs> I don't know. Three. That's that's he incredible. Four at the most, but like even so, like Fortnite. Uh, that's he's playing Fortnite. Apparently. It's not like you can watch me play for like my son will watch me play Rocket League because he likes cars and stuff like yeah. that. So a little bit will do that. But playing like, OK, so I know it can't be maybe, good, right? Well, it can't. I wouldn't think it like it would be very short for him every time because you drop in. Maybe right. dropping in is his favorite part. I don't know. You're flying through the air. Maybe you would like a flight simulator better. I don't know. But still, still but, is right. I know they made, unless it's like some weird mobile edition, because I know they tried PUBG for mobile. I don't know if Fortnite went mobile. I don't know. It did eventually, yeah. Maybe I, there's a... I think it's on, it might only be on Android. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, I I try to stay away from it. Now I've, I know people are going insane, because they know the answers to these questions. <laughs> I just don't happen to be into mobile Fortnite, and I don't yeah. care. I've, I've done my... I've always wanted to... All the Battle Royales look good, man, but like I have yet... I played one round of like the Fortnite beta and like there was, there was nothing. It was just like, go figure it out. There was no like press this button or like little pop-ups or nothing. It was like, go figure it out. And I was like, okay, no, never mind. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CAPITAL and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CAPITAL and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, that's part of why this is... Um this stuff comes up, and I'm I'm glad to be doing stuff that's a little more gamer uh, connected, if not gamer focused, because there's a lot of stuff on the development side right now. Uh, if you're into like the game dev hashtag on Twitter and stuff that, that goes out to that community, uh, Apex Legends, their their developer Respawn, who did Titanfall, uh, they're in super hot water, and so is EA to some degree because. A lot of these developers will get into like Reddit chats and stuff like this. And obviously players are going to have issues with games. Um, and that, that creates tension. But every once in a while you get a developer who has decided they had enough. And usually, I mean, they're right to do so. They're right to get, be frustrated because you've got this dude in his mom's basement who right. doesn't work. And he spends all of his time uh, yelling at developers of games and stuff. And I'm, I'm not really sorry to make that sort of characterization because right. these people are not reasonable people. But they go after these developers on Reddit and sometimes these people will fire back. And now you've got somebody who's a full-time professional software developer or writer or stuff. We talked about the arena net thing with guild wars last season, mm. but you'll get somebody who goes, I don't care anymore. I'm going after this guy and they get vicious. And I mean, like they say very crude things. The respawn example wasn't actually <laughs> too bad, but they did say something like, um, man, I, I don't really want to misquote since we're bringing this up. <laughs> let, me, let me pull this up. 
There was one I saw going through the news yesterday on Facebook. There was a developer that went back and forth with somebody and they like let him have it and it appeared that the internet was even agreeing with said developer. And I was like, well, good for the internet today. Right. And that's that's one cool thing about there being a very big game development community. And it includes like indies and enthusiasts and then people who are actual industry, like AAA developers and stuff. But you will get a lot of support on stuff like, you know, I actually had to sort of play devil's advocate a little bit and say, guys, I've been in software a long time. And no matter what kind of software developer you are, you will have childish, terrible customers, terrible clients, bad stakeholders. They will call you names. They'll threaten lawsuits. They'll show up at your office screaming. It's a, it is a hard line of work, but if you want to survive in it, you can't really get away with this. Yeah. And it's not that I don't think a developer at Respawn shouldn't yell at somebody on Reddit, but like that guy's already probably underpaid for what he's doing. Sure, I'm sure of it. He's got a lot of career years ahead of him. He may not always want to work in games. Right. And it's going to be a hard transition when people outside the game industry start getting wise to what's going on in this. And they start looking up names to see, like, who went on a rampage? Because we can't have that because we work in finance and our boss is BOA. Right. And and if you go after them, like, we're all screwed. You know, something like that. It's so, Yeah, it's not conducive for them in the long run, for sure. But... Nobody wants to have a conversation. Everybody just wants to yell. So by the time developers put all their hard work and underpaid effort into things, they're like, this is my baby. Screw you guys. I'm going I'm going to war with you right now. And rightly so. I would I would feel the same way. Yeah, it's you know, I've, I've got a little temper on me, but I mean, I think we all have our moments for sure. Or like whatever's going on that day or whatever's been, you know, just yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was I was uh, telling people on Twitter um you know, before you come at me and go, well, you don't know what it's like. I was working for a company called Network Solutions, who is one of the leading domain registrars. They do search engine optimization, website design. They do a ton of stuff. And I worked for them a long time ago. Not going back. Don't mind talking about it. <laughs> but I was working there when they did some super, super unpopular stuff. And then some good stuff that made people very mad anyway. Like they shut down Hezbollah's website. Jeez. This was like back before uh, 2010, uh, closer to like 2008, something like that. Uh, and that set a large portion of people off. And they, they basically threatened, we're coming after you guys now. And I was not working at the corporate office, but there was a time when they sent out a huge memo to everybody going like, nobody's coming in or out. We're shutting off the elevator. Like we're concerned that something is going to happen today. Like that's how bad things got at that time. Wow. Yeah. And in the meantime, so like I didn't have to deal with something that close to that because I was like half the country away from the corporate office. But at that time I was working for directly for small business owners and some that were not so small. Like uh, there was a very famous NFL coach who had gone mm. into the restaurant business. That's probably already saying too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't really care. We didn't really directly work together, but I worked sure. for people that ran his his businesses um, <laughs> I got in like hot water with them one time. Oh, I, boy. uh, one of the clients, one of my coworkers had was somebody who was very well known for their regular Oprah appearances. These kind of people <laughs> are very hard to work for. I'm I just telling that. you like, uh, anything like to the stars, if you're like a search engine optimization developer to the stars, it's a bad job. It's just, you, you think it's cool, like, oh, I get to use my skills and talk to these famous people and stuff. You don't really want to do that. 
I would I would hate to be anybody involved with anything media, big time media related with your name on it nowadays because we have I think I'm gonna steal this, I think, from Rogan and friends. They call it cancel <laughs> culture now. And it's right, just yeah. everybody's out for your job, for your head. You miss say one thing, it's not good enough for no matter how big or small it was for an apology, a genuine apology or whatever, like, nope, screw him. He needs to be in jail. He needs to lose his job. He needs to have his wife divorce him. Like, it's like, oh, my gosh, like calm down for five seconds. Everybody makes mistakes. Yes, some are bigger than others, but like nobody. I would say, oh, now this is stupid to do. Let's say seven out of ten of those <laughs> offenses probably aren't like worth losing your job over. Right. I my whole point in bringing up a lot of this is that I've been around a while and I've learned that everything that happens like this means it's time to have a discussion. Yes. Uh, both in the moment, like you and a person have a misunderstanding. And if you're two reasonable people and that's the magic element, uh, usually one of you is just off the deep end and out of your mind. Yeah. Uh, if you've got two reasonable people who do have their own objectives, I've got business to do. You want business done. All we have to do is realign. We have to figure out, you know, what needs to be changed. The problem with this is they're arguing over stuff that neither one of them has any control over. The mm. developer is trying to basically uh, smooth things over after decisions were made way above his head. Right. The players are mad because, you know, they don't, they're not getting what they want and maybe they have spent money on this game. There are like very good ways to spend money on Apex Legends, I'm told. I've never played the game. You're not going to get what you want, ultimately. Uh, the developer is not probably not doing things the way they would if it was up to them. So you're kind of two people who just have to stick with their positions and can't back down. So side note, um, say games like Apex and Fortnite, because I both know they're free to play. How do, how do those make money overall and how do developers pay people? Is it microtransactions or what? In the case of Fortnite, yeah, microtransactions are huge. Okay. And like they've become so ubiquitous, players use them as like cultural status elements in real life kids in the classroom will make fun of each other because one person has this certain skin and one doesn't right like that's how crazy that's gotten all the all um, the nfl dances and all that yeah right so microtransactions are huge for fortnite yeah. they're starting to make money off of like the competitive scene uh they initially half of the fortnite game was going to be a paid content thing where it was like a campaign uh multiplayer whatever and I don't even know where that's at. I, I don't keep up with Fortnite. I don't keep up with a lot of these games, but uh, I know they either pushed out or canceled part of it, said it was going to go free to play. They've made hmm. so much money off of Fortnite that actually that's part of what launched the Epic Store, which is its own hot button issue right now. But uh, Epic's reinvested a lot of money into the community. They've awarded grants and all kinds of stuff, like all kinds of things we, we do appreciate now have come hmm. from Fortnite. Well, that's good then. It's, it's its own thing. Like people don't like it because it's new and it's, they think it's taking developer attention away from other stuff to a big degree. That's true. Uh, like if you're an unreal tournament fan, uh, Fortnite definitely screwed you over. And mm. that's true of like several other games, but, um, yeah, they shut down production on a bunch of them, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Titanfall definitely took a backseat once Respawn hit hit a big with Apex Legends. So this is just this is going to be a thing. Blizzard's doing the same mm. thing. Uh, people who want this and that from StarCraft and Warcraft and all the other crafts. 
Uh, it's just not going to happen with Overwatch going the way it's going. Well, yeah. So I mean, they're expanding. They just added a what? I don't. It was like it was either four or eight new teams this this season. So like they're expanding. They're worldwide. They're doing the franchising thing. Call of Duty's going to try to follow suit now that Champs are over. So yeah, it's it's all going to head that way and. I think I'm happy if it's for longevity in a game to be played, then I'm happy because uh, I'm it gets old to see these eSport games that stick around for one season and then you're done. Like I would like to see somebody like take form and like <laughs> reach their final form, if you will, in a <laughs> game because like it's cool. You can have I followed <clears throat> now, for example, I followed Halo and Call of Duty for quite some time um, and I remember watching one of my favorite teams back in like oh seven like when modern modern warfare 2 was huge uh that scene was starting to build up modern warfare 3 they dropped everything in north america we had to go over to europe to play and there was only like maybe two american teams at the time that could afford to do so because they had a decent org and youtube money or machinima money maybe at that time i don't remember which Mm -hmm. to do so so like I don't know. So longevity is a good thing. I understand your your Call of Duties every year is similar, but it's also different enough because you see brand new people come out and then you see a couple, I guess you could call them old heads, even though they're probably like 25 <laughs> in that yeah. scene. Old heads stick around and have like made a really good name for themselves and you can tell they're probably very in tune with that game. So I don't know. Longevity for the game. Thank Counter-Strike is another example. That's great. Keep that around. I want to see. I mean, they've been, how old Counter Strike now? Jeez. At oh my god. Fifteen years, probably. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's been probably a long might be pushing time. twenty. Yeah, it's been forever. That's what I want to see. Good, good stuff like that. So longevity for a game, developer support going into it, people having a conversation. Yeah, that's that's good with me. But I guess the franchising is going to help with that. I don't know. This is where I have to sort of plug the Patreon community because you probably yeah. remember when I was writing on a topic that the Patreon community picked out because we have a tier where patrons can basically say, here's something I'd like to hear a little more about and I will go research it and we'll do a, a site feature about that topic. Well, uh, one of our patrons, uh, Charlie Cox wanted us to talk about basically esports and how it was sort of driving the, the scene now, like the game industry is sort of being pushed in, in different directions very firmly by esports at this point. And so I, I did, I dug real deep into this. I came to you to talk to you about this because I know you follow this stuff. Um, and I did all kinds of research. And basically where we're at with esports is, for one thing, it, it has many very positive impacts yeah. for everybody. I mean, everybody, including brand new people who weren't involved in gaming before. Like there are more event organizers now. Top to bottom, like everything sort of benefits from this. Now, if you're a player pre-existing like you were a fan of blizzard and the stuff they were doing before overwatch this that's a complicated example because blizzard was involved in esports very early on Mm -hmm. with like starcraft and stuff like that but absolutely just based on the sheer popularity of overwatch like everything else at that studio went to the back burner diablo fans are suffering like starcraft all this stuff um people want to see this stuff they're used to and with the esports stuff around you might be waiting. Now, high school kids are getting scholarships to college because of esports. Which is great. Right. There there are new programs for, you know, to some degree disenfranchised youth. I mean, kids who weren't on the wrestling team right. and didn't didn't have much hope for, you know, going out for football or their grades were good but not spectacular. Right. There there are new opportunities and they're really awesome. But 
with the sheer amount of like revenue that's changing hands over esports, any studio that gets involved in it, you are not going to see much else from them because it just takes all of their time and effort. Epic tried to do different. They tried to keep their developers on other projects, and one by one, they basically said, we need all the Unreal Tournament people over here, we need all of this, all that, and soon all their resources are full Fortnite. You know, like I said, they, they said at the same time they wouldn't have been able to do the Epic Store when they did. Uh, there A lot of stuff would have been much different without the, the Fortnite momentum, but uh, esports is a pretty mixed bag overall. I would say so. You want... So, touch on a couple of things. Um, I think, to go back to the college thing, the scholarship thing, I think that's one of the big draws to esports. Yeah. Is essentially, essentially, at like its purest, bare form, everybody can do it. Like, it takes yeah. time, and like, obviously, you got to get whatever you're playing, mechanics and hand-eye down, but like, essentially, everybody can do it. And I remember when the term esports started being tossed around, people are like, no way. Or when they put it into the Olympics and you could medal in it for Halo that year, everybody was losing their mind over it, <laughs> saying you are not the same, blah, 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 which I'm not here to debate that. But like, I thought it was cool for the scene as a whole, the industry as a whole to do that, especially Halo at the time. It was kind of on an uncomfortable bed of death. So yeah, I think, I think all of... I think it's great that there's scholarships out there for that now and kids to go out and do that now. I think it would be cool to have maybe someday. There's probably some forms of this out there now, but to a lesser extent, I would like it to be as big as like whatever league you fancy, whether that be uh, your MLGs or your all the big. I can't think of the Counter-Strike one now. Everybody just hang mm-hmm. tight in your chairs at home. Don't hate me. Uh, but there's there's so many leagues out there, so many things you can do. I would like to see the colleges only, (laughs) I'll say two things. I would like to see it to be like the NCAA where you have like people look forward to college basketball, people look forward to college football, et cetera. I would like to see that be a thing for esports, whatever game that may be. However, the biggest change I would like to make is play the damn players or pay them, excuse me, pay the damn players because the NCAA, they make all the money right now. And any of those kids playing for them, they are not allowed to take anything sponsored, like none of that, like free education is all they get, which is a huge piece. Do not get me wrong. Education is not to be undervalued, but like for like a billion dollar industry like that. And those kids aren't getting anything like that's, that's incorrect. Uh, They wouldn't have, I guess you could think of it both ways. There wouldn't be a sport without them, but maybe there wouldn't be, you know, vice versa to that. Like yeah. there wouldn't be an opportunity for them without the other people. I don't know. I think it's just kind of dirt. It's kind of like the Olympics now, all the money that's made off of that, if you will. I don't know. Side note. No, it's, a, yeah. good, it's a good point. And there is now an organization just like the NCAA for uh, esports players at the collegiate level. It's like the national collegiate organization of esports or, or something like that. Sure. sure. Um, and they've got, they've got more schools now than you think. This is all part of the, the research I did. And if I think of it, I'll throw it in the show notes, but that uh, I'm worried that you're exactly right. I think, I think maybe they're going to have the same problems because they're able to work in scholarships. They're able yeah. to work in, you know, Oh, this is great career experience. It's stuff that would never fly anywhere else, but I'm, right. I'm thinking it's not going to be the same. I, I don't know how it's going to work with the prize money or how it's working right now. Right. Because, I mean, I'm guessing they just have their own competition. It's not the same as where you'd go somewhere else and you're competing right. for, good God, the amounts of money that go out at these tournaments. I'm um, happy to see that. I think Dota, it's cool. Dota specifically. Oh, my <laughs> here's, gosh. Here's League of Legends and Dota both. $13 million are just, dollars yes, for you and yes. six friends. Like, 
what? Well, that Fortnite tournament that the kid was sixteen uh, a couple weeks ago. Kid was sixteen or seventeen, I think, that won the whole thing. Which yeah. you used to have to be eighteen to do some of this because when COD Champs came around initially, you had to get like parent waivers, and then after that, they finally said, "Nah, you got to be 18. So I don't know how the sixteen thing works. I don't yeah. know. Somebody out there, send an email and write in or something. But he won like first place. I think he walked like take home, maybe take home. I don't know if it was before Texas. It was over three million. 16-year-old, oh. 3 million. Dang. Dang. <laughs> it's, it's making millionaire teenagers, which yes. is a, an interesting new cultural well, thing. Hopefully their parents are involved in their life is what I will say. Not everybody has that luxury. I get it, though. Yeah. It's it's a fascinating development. And the thing is, these tournaments are beating their own record every single year. And so it's just it. when people say esports is exploding, like they're being literal. Like these tournaments break oh, yeah. world records every single time they happen. And Absolutely. it's like by millions of dollars each time. It's like next year we're going to have a $10 million prize pool. Next, you know, times 15. And so a lot of people say there's a bubble, like the same way we looked at the dot com burst and all that yep. stuff. But, uh, to some degree, I think that may be true, but more than that, I think it's just going to shift a little bit. It's just going to ebb and flow, and you know, maybe there'll be eventually there'll be years where yes, it's sorry, it's only thirteen million this year, but at the same time, uh-huh. it's it does look to me, you know, a, a relatively unknowledgeable uh, economist or whatever that it's a pretty sustainable thing because so many people make so much money from this. So, I mean, unless there was a cultural change where we just didn't like watching games be played anymore. Right. I guess maybe that's possible. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I I think there's still going to be a business for this because it just it generates money hand over fist. It's crazy. It does. And uh, they're going to have to I could see them coming up with. So, like back when a lot of that started, there wasn't contracts for anybody. It's like I play for you guys. This org takes care of me. We don't have to worry about this. It's Mm -hmm. just. You go win, you get paid, you go home, and streaming started becoming a thing. And then that got so big that there's pros that are like, hey, I'm out. I'm going to go do this streaming thing. I can make more money doing that. Sure, I don't get to compete and do all this other stuff. But like, if I do X amount of hours a day, I get paid way more than I would even if I had to work my butt off to get first place, which I see that argument too. And if at the end of the day that's your happiness and you're willing to do the time, go for it. But there's going to have to be some legal stuff. It's still so in its infancy. I'm sure there's going to be, I'm sure there already is rather lawyers out there that are going to deal directly with people getting paid, people being yeah. like, I'm sure, I guess there's like agents and stuff out there for some of these, this talent, if you will. I don't, I don't know how it works, but I'm sure there's some, if people are making $13 million of stuff, there's somebody's getting, somebody's working hard for that. You know what I mean? One interesting thing that took place recently was Riot themselves, who uh, developed Dota and you know mm-hmm. several other games. Um, they, they, I guess they lobbied for this uh, a change in tax laws where esports competitors who are come into the United States and win a bunch of money. I think there was there were complications because they weren't being taxed correctly or something. And Riot had to basically go in and say, hey, listen, we are knowledgeable on this. There's there is a trend that you're going to have to deal with very soon. And you guys aren't putting it together for yourselves. But the result of this was they got laws put in place where uh, people who come in and do this stuff, they're like taxed the same way professional athletes would be. So before that, it was like there wasn't a a correct tax code or a, a applicable uh, tax comparison for them to make to assess these things. And now, now apparently it's easier in some way, but like you said, 
it's it's another side industry where these professional people are coming in and going like, okay, money needs to be managed appropriately. I'm right. an accountant. I'm a lawyer. I'm an agent. You know. And you wouldn't want your kid if that's your if it's somebody I guess apparently younger than eighteen or like even all the way up to like their low mid twenty. Like kids don't know how to deal with money. And then if you get a ton of it like that, you get people taking advantage of you, promoters or agents or uh, uh, organizations like grassroots leagues that maybe are irresponsible or do some shady business. Like you don't want your kid taken advantage of if that's your kid, and you want him owed everything he's you know earned or worked for, if you will. I hate I to know. say, I would have had to probably run from my family. They would have devoured me. Oh, yeah. my, I did not grow up around the greatest people. I hear and, you. And, uh, you know, there there are some family members I would have loved to help growing up. My grandparents, for sure. Uh, there there are others who I would have had to basically hide from to this day. Uh, to some degree, that. to some degree, I do have family members I hide from, and I, I don't have <laughs> shit in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Right. Um, but uh, I was going to say, what what this reminds me of is when competitive poker blew up mm. and oh, yeah, you couldn't play online. It was illegal for a long time, right? Well, like we had a whole nation of people and it started with TV shows and stuff. Like when they started the world poker tour and the world right. series of poker started televising and all this stuff. Um, the whole nation to some degree, the whole world went, Oh my God, this is amazing. There's this new rock star thing you can do where you could be, you know, make a fortune, become famous and have all this fun. And you're not punching a clock every day. And so everybody went nuts on this stuff. Now, esports isn't gambling, but if you want to look at it the same way, like you, there are big financial investments that get involved uh, when, you, when you start playing on a team and you want to travel all the time and stuff like this, but people are spending money. They're earning a lot of money and the thing is, like competitive poker uh, or career poker, whatever you want to say, sure. so much money was changing hands and it was so popular and stuff. Uh, it's not like that exploded and then uh, receded and just completely went away. Like people still have careers in poker all the time. You can still watch it on TV all the time. So when people say like esports is going to fall on its ass, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think I, there's too much of a drive there for it and too many people like – it's Basically way more now, sustainable than poker yeah, was. And, you know. Oh, I guarantee it. You, there's. It's not there's ruining less, anyone. Yeah, it's like less uh, chance, I guess. It's more right. of a reliable, more so a reliable skill, something you can do consistently, like not just, hey, did the cards get dealt to me? Let me do the math. What could be there, et cetera. I don't know. Right. You, you know, you're, you may not make a fortune. You may not be one of those people. I right. do think esports is going to always heavily, heavily favor like the top, you know, one to five percent of players tops things are starting to change where they have like you know minor leagues and stuff like that where where those people can uh get the attention they need and earn something but it is always going to be a little bit of a rock star industry the average person yeah. who goes into it won't make much money uh however they didn't gamble their house away yeah maybe yes, maybe exactly. they were irresponsible and should have gone out and got a job you can make that argument sure but i don't think that's ever going to make us as a society go we have to put we have to lock this down and put it in its place yes. uh, maybe i'm wrong politicians love attention yeah. and we've already got a guy from missouri who is attacking stuff like this uh may, maybe it will i guess i guess there's a possibility that it will unfairly be sort of torn apart i sure hope not i think there's certain, I mean, we've as like friends and whatever else have enjoyed just the randomness of getting together and like watching this, whether we're BSing yeah. and eating pizza, watching a game, or it's actually a really good series or whatever, what have you, just getting together is an excuse at the very least. But like, 
I don't want that to go away. I think there's too much positive here. I think, uh, I don't know if I want to, uh, so like it is for everybody. It truly can be for everybody. You don't have to be six foot seven, have a huge vertical, really, really yeah. fast, throw a ball really, really far, hit a ball really hard. Like not using this derogatory being like discounting anybody, but like you could be in a wheelchair. You could be, I mean, any type of disability or what what have you like anybody can almost do this and i think that's such a huge draw it's so inclusive um gaming community as a whole is pretty accepting of anybody and everybody that you are and i think that's fantastic who cares right and that's what's great about it you know it's interesting I, i bet we're not that far from if it hasn't happened yet i bet we're pretty close to the first uh batch of uh, esports competitors using stuff like the microsoft adaptive controller yes uh, people with different disabilities stuff like that because it is a it's a fantastic time to be uh included in gaming you know if if you have any sort of impairment like it's it's a good time for you and we we talked about in, in the last season one of the more popular things we did was break down all of the things developers can do to make their games more accessible to people with uh, any sort of disability and right. that's a wide variety of things from emotional you know PTSD uh, right. you know physical impairments this is this is your time and all we have to do is really make sure that developers are doing the right things to include those people so i i bet we are close to seeing some esports competitors just tear it up whereas they might not have been able to uh, in the exactly. past. I think that's amazing too. Yeah, it's 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 such an awesome time. Like that was another thing I researched for an article recently was um, a VA hospital, which I mean, now maybe it's because I'm, I'm close to a physician in the family, but I see VA hospitals and they are just very depressing. They're yes, usually they not run correctly. They're underfunded. Uh, it's a terrible place for patients staff physicians everybody there wait forever to see anybody yes it's awful they're they're always in a terrible area it seems like um but one va i think it was in florida uh was partnered with microsoft to uh, work with people who had ptsd or physical impairments uh and they were using the the new adaptive controller stuff which is why i brought that up but like these people the whole thing they're doing is trying to not only get people into stuff that works on their reflexes, their motor skills, but also connect them with an online community. And like in one guy's case, this guy said, you know, I went through a thing where my body had changed because I came back from the Middle East with an impairment and there was a lot of baggage for me associated with trying to reconnect with my wife because like, I'm not the same person to her. And right. so that's hard for me to open up to her and her to open up to me. And he said like, there were times when I would get online and nobody on Xbox live gives a shit about that. Right. They just want to play. They'll talk to you. They'll play, play games with you. They don't know unless you tell them exactly. if you find people you're going to open up to. He said, he said that, you know, probably helped save my life. And I thought, Holy shit. You know, right. The, this is stuff that you know, no, nobody's really going into it going, we're going to make this game and hopefully somebody like that will, will play it. But the fact that that's happening is incredible. I mean, it's fantastic. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. Truthfully, couldn't agree more. So to see stuff like that is just like, oh. Yeah, that makes me think we're going in a positive direction overall. And that's why I'm thinking, let's keep this going, whatever it takes. Stuff like that. Keep like... Sure, you get your little kid talking trash in the background, but then things like that overwrite that like tenfold. So that's that's fantastic. Right. So when I see, you know, fucking Brad from Reddit yelling at 
John from Respawn or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I could look up names if I wanted to. Yeah. But uh, to, to see something like that, which is bad and needs to be addressed, it needs sure. to change. But to see people on Twitter like, well, this is why all gamers are bad. Right. Or this is why all. Oh, so you, you know better than that. You're saying that, but you know better. Well, I, it's it's silly. It's like the people that bl- uh, it's like the people that you can edit this people that blame video game violence on terrible, horrific things that happen around the world. Like, come on, like, stop. Yeah, no, Cut it out. absolutely. That's that's totally fair content. I mean, we, <laughs> you know, you can think what you want about politics and guns and everything else. But like, sure. there are very factual things we can look at if we want to talk about video games causing violence, online gaming uh, making people aggressive, resulting in anything like studies are done constantly about this stuff. And if you want to open your mouth about it, you need to be correct because these, the jury is not out on this. I don't care what Trump thinks or the guy from Missouri thinks like I would have to say this either way. If it turned out the studies said they did cause violence, I would have to go, well, yeah, they cause violence, but they don't. There's no link. The, like, the studies are conclusive. They're not being disputed. There, there are no connections between the things that are being uh, referred to by these political uh, actors. It's just ridiculous. I agree. Couldn't agree so, more with that. Such a non-issue to be an issue, to be 100% honest with you. I think it's a, it's a hot topic. It's a convenience. It's a, We need to justify this somehow, so this is going to be our patsy for that. And I, I, that's lazy. It's and Bad I mean, like politicking and, and I mean, I, I describe myself as pretty politically independent. Uh, you know, I, I lean different ways on different things, but just just to avoid the accusation that I'm like dancing around it, I will directly call the fact that uh, politicians are going video games are making people violent so they don't have to talk about guns. That's bullshit. Right. Of course, yeah, it that's is. Bullshit. Absolutely. I would never, you know, it's and that that doesn't impact my stance on either of those things. You you can't <laughs> you can't go. Oh my god, we've had terrible violence and uh, must be video games. Right. There's it's, no foundation for saying that. There no, is not. There's there's I, no like what hard hitting evidence that's directly correlated with that in any way. There's no way. I think there's a logical connection uh, that that people want to make, like just common sense. Like, well, if someone's playing. Uh, the game hatred or uh, you know they they just never stop playing the latest doom or whatever sure uh, surely that must have some impact yeah i think it probably does have some impact right i don't think it caused a shooting i think that it would be a contributing factor not like a sole reason so like if say a kid that was maybe a little impressionable a little too young to be playing say like a doom right call it a 10 year old i don't know and that's all he lived for. That's all he wanted to do. That's all he got to do. Nobody really monitored him or checked in on him or like asked him how, you know, any type of normal socializing or some type of guardianship family interaction, if you will. And that's all that kid did. Yeah, he might be a little maybe possibly not even 100 percent guaranteed, but possibly off in some ways and maybe thinks in his 10 year old brain that's an acceptable way to do. I don't know. Maybe not. In my head, I tend to go back to the uh, the Vegas shooting because I and it's not that I want to dwell on this topic but sure, sure. Uh, in my head I go back to it because I was in Vegas and I left like immediately before this started and I was right. very almost caught up in it it was right outside the hotel that I was staying in right and so that definitely impacted me deeply obviously I don't have a lot of room to speak because you know people lost their lives and people lost people that they love and so that my experience has no comparison but uh, that guy wasn't a gamer. 
You know, no. that, that guy was <laughs> that guy was a professional gambler. Right. You know, so and had other problems way oh, deeper was, than just actually, was a nightmare. You know, anyway. Yeah, basically. But, so, yes. That's uh, man. How do we even get on that? Ah, <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. yes. Esports. Yes. This e-sports. is esports' fault. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what remember. happened there. What are yeah. you? Uh, before we go, what are you looking forward to playing? I mean, right now we're playing Rocket League like crazy. Yeah, we uh, we started Rocket League. What when OHC play first started? I dove into Rocket League for the first time. I maybe you had had it beforehand, and Jimmy had had it beforehand, and you're like, "This is a great game. We should play it." So, fifteen bucks, sure. I'm gonna. It was probably less than that. I got it on sale, but yeah. we dove into that. Didn't really give it but a month, but it was fun enough, and uh, we've been playing that probably the past what two three months now. Yeah, we've been going crazy on it. Yeah, diving into it in the ranked mode and just trying to get better and learning some things. And it has been nothing short of like a casual, fun goofing. But like, we're still playing hard. Reminds me of the old days. So I like it a lot. Uh, stuff coming out. Uh, I guess we have Gears Five and Borderlands Three. If you want to edit that out, you can. Borderlands Three right around the corner. No, in uh, early <laughs> early September. So that'll be here before you know it. And uh, Modern Warfare is after that, and then. So on down the line, you have that Halo that's coming out supposedly next year, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm well. excited about all these things, actually. And it's funny you, you bring up the Borderlands stuff. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone not following me on Twitter, <laughs> let's blow another 25 minutes. <laughs> uh. For anyone not following me on Twitter or uh, connected with me on Facebook, the whole Borderlands thing is last season I talked with uh, Joshua Davidson, who is actively working on uh, the big Borderlands three release. He's a senior sound designer. He's a really nice guy. That was a very popular show, which I do not regret in the slightest. Um, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed the show. I thought the things he, for the record, like everything he shared was like neat. I didn't right. feel like it was too much or like crossing the line or like giving away secrets or any of that business that like got me as a, like a gamer of that player of that game. It got me hell excited. Like all the possibilities. That sounds amazing. I knew it would be. And my, my big reason for having him on was I had found some writing he did about this topic and it was years ago, but he wrote about his, his journey into professional software development and it was so compelling and it was full of such great advice. I thought he will be a fantastic guest. Uh, obviously it helps. He's at a very prominent uh, studio, which is great. I think of Gearbox and I just I think of their work. They've been they've had new stories of various types that have not been popular and their management has done unpopular things. I that stuff bounces right off me. I don't really care. I had Joshua on, he was great. I consider him a friend now. We talk on Twitter all the time. The thing was that Gearbox was basically squaring off with a YouTuber who picked up my interview after that and ran right. with it and it wasn't even really Gearbox, it was 2K, went to war with that guy. And I ended up a little too close to that issue. And it's I've not heard from anyone. And in fact, I had another guest from Gearbox lined up for season three. And I told him uh, when when I found out about some of the stuff that happened with the YouTuber guy, I, I told him, I still want to have you on. Uh, but I think I've got to change my strategy about how I have people on from major studios before their game launches. Like sure. if they're in the middle of a big AAA development project, I it looks bad if I'm angling to get people on the show right before a launch. Because right. basically anything that that person says is going to be under heavy scrutiny. And if even if we stay completely well behaved, 
then people are like, well, look at you. You're dancing around this stuff. You're not asking any of the questions we want answered. And I get it. I understand that. So I need to be true to both sides. I don't want to get people in trouble with their own studios. So my strategy is expect me to pursue people right after their games come out. That's what I'm doing. That's what I've got lined up for season three. The, uh, well, it won't make sense to talk about it because this is the first show I'm recording, but it's going to be the second show that airs. Um, Sure. We, we will have just heard from somebody, the, the creator of a game called Exception. His game just went live, and that's perfect for me. Like, right after you do it, come tell me about what you did, because our content is, I want to hear about what you do, why you do it, how you do it. I'm not looking for leaks. I'm not looking for right. any. I want to be on good terms with studios, or I'm sunk. I can't really do as good a work if, exactly. if nobody trusts me. So I guess a benefit to that and added benefit would be if it had just came out, for example, maybe you had your hands on it for a few minutes and you can go back and forth on things you really like or, you know, things exactly like, that. like when I can, I, I want to be hands on with people's projects and, and talk about the stuff I love about it. I'm a developer. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to review anything or anything like that, but I, I do want to sort of celebrate the cool stuff that's going on. That's my whole game. I think everybody should be able to appreciate that. If something's cool and worth talking about, then why not? Bitch. Yeah. Even more than playing games, I love reading about game development. That's something like growing up, I loved that. Loved reading interviews, hearing interviews, stuff like that. I want to help capture that story. Like, that's my whole my whole thing. That makes sense. That's If that's your passion, I mean, obviously, from what we're doing right now, that is your passion and that's what you do. So, like, it only makes sense. And I guarantee, obviously, you're not the only one out there. There's... Hundreds, thousands, probably even millions of people out there share the same thing. So why not plug in and take advantage of this resource like this? Yeah. So uh, we've, we've captured a ton of stuff here, and that's good because we're probably going to edit a few things out. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> so I thought I'll, I'll let it run a few minutes so i got plenty to work with. But sure. uh, plug the, the YouTube, tell people where they can keep up with you and catch up with uh, OHC Play stuff, and uh, just tell us everything. Okay, uh, you can find us on YouTube at OHC Play. No S, OHC Play. Look for the big blue Sega letters. Yeah. That is us. <laughs> if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at OHC Play Official. And we don't do Facebook because why? And oh, man, it's a waste. Wanna... <laughs> I wish I didn't do Facebook. <laughs> if we didn't have, truthfully, to go back to the beginning of this, if we didn't have our OHC private group on Facebook... And I could guarantee a way to talk to people just like that on another platform. I would do it and I would be done with Facebook because I don't care about it, to be honest with you. Like, it's nice. (laughs) I use Instagram and other things like that a little more just as a casual. Hey, look at this cool picture of whatever I'm doing. But yeah. And then if you want to follow us on Twitch, which we don't stream often, but maybe we can fix that every now and then. You should just be able to find us at OHC Play on Twitch. Yeah, it it won't hurt to throw it on your uh, list. And if it ever pops on, you can uh, check it out. There you go. Thank you, Matt. This has been awesome. I really appreciate uh, you having me on. And uh, we can put this on both our channels. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine by me. All right, thank you once again to Matt Hill. Check out OHC Play on YouTube. A lot of funny clips, a lot of fun things to uh, look at. And if you enjoy Game Dev Breakdown, we would love to have you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. We are just about everywhere with that podcast now. So if you have a moment, we would love you to rate, review it, share it with a friend. That helps us get the word out. 
helps us do the things we're doing and costs you nothing but time. So reach out to us on social media. Let us know how you're enjoying the show and uh, what you're up to. Love hearing from you guys. So that's it for us. Check out show notes at CodeWritePlay.com. Check out our community at Patreon.com slash CodeWritePlay. And otherwise, we will be back next week with more fun stuff. So keep playing. We'll check you out later. <laughs>